Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's Evangelist Jonathan. Who's ready for a miracle? Who's ready for an encounter with Jesus this morning? Hallelujah. We're so privileged to have a church that believes in the full gospel of Jesus. Amen? Our pastors and our pastors actually are in Ghana at this very moment ministering. Praise the Lord. Anybody been watching that in Accra, Ghana, ministering to thousands of people? Hallelujah. The gospel works everywhere. Amen. Hallelujah. We are glad and honored to have God's choice servant this morning. God's choice servant in the house of the Lord this morning. Proverbs 25 from verse 25 says, Like cold water is to the weary soul, so is good news from afar. Amen. Good news from afar is like cold water to the weary soul. We're excited this morning because we know God is going to do great things. Amen. Anybody else know God is going to do great things? Anybody know God is going to touch someone's life this morning? You know, there are two people. There are two people in the house of the Lord this morning who's going to have an encounter. I am one of them. I don't know about you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, without taking much time, we want to welcome God's choice servant. Let's clap our hands as we welcome Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth. Amen. Come, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. You may be seated. Praise God. I'm Bonnie Shuttlesworth, and we're just so happy to be at Revival Today Church. Hallelujah. God is moving here. We're so thankful for what the Lord is doing, and God is so good. I'm so thankful that Jesus took us out of the hands of the enemy and brought us into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. All good things come to those who serve the Lord. We live in his blessing. We live in his his provision, his prosperity. And I'm so thankful that our God is a healer. He's a mighty healing Jesus. And I believe today that you will receive something from him. You know, when you just sit in his anointing and sit under the word of God, that precious anointing gets in your body and quickens your mortal body and brings healing to your body just sitting in this place today, just sitting under the powerful word of God, you'll receive something today. And he knows all about you. He loves you. He has something for you today. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be prosperous and successful in everything you set your hand to. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I was just thinking how wonderful it is that Jesus, the Bible says that he has taken those stripes on his body that we might be healed. And Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. And he has already provided everything that we need. He's provided your healing. Your healing is in your account in heaven. It's sitting there waiting for you to receive it. And today, you only have to receive what he's done for you. And you speak it out of your mouth. I receive healing. Let's say it today. I receive healing in Jesus' name. And so as you're sitting under the word, and I love the gifts of the spirit that the Lord has given to us. And as we see the word of knowledge, you you may see Brother Ted 
pray for someone and the Lord will tell him what is wrong with that person because Jesus wants to make it whole. And so the gifts of healing, the working of miracles will be in operation today. Thank you, Lord. We just loose the gifts of the Spirit in this place today. And I love, you know, when you stand on God's Word and you're receiving what He has for you, you don't have to fret or worry or be anxious that I don't feel it. It's not coming. You know, your faith resides in your spirit, man, and your mind is where doubt comes. And you can bypass that doubt by speaking your faith right out of your mouth and say, I don't care what it looks like. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And I know that I'm the healed of God, and I believe that I'm the healed of God. Amen? And then you just walk it out every day. You say, I'm the healed of God. I am. I'm the healed of God. I'm receiving it in my body. I'm getting better and better every day. And we don't fret. We just believe. Amen? And I, I've seen so many wonderful miracles. Jesus, there is nothing that Jesus can't do for us. He heals cancer. He heals every sickness, every disease. He makes, he gives us new body parts if we need them. And I remember we were in Florida one day. Brother Ted was preaching. And actually, the people were coming up to give their offering at the altar. And a lady came up, and she had one of those Velcro boots on her foot. And Brother Ted said, what's wrong with your foot? And she said, well, we own a trucking company. And I was in the garage, and uh, somebody came up behind me with a forklift and cut my foot off with a forklift. And so she... Um, they took her to the hospital, and the doctors were able to re-sew that foot back on. And it was just like a big purple blob. She had no mobility in her ankle because her ankles were destroyed. And they put eight pins in there where her ankles were. And as Brother Ted, he said, sit on the front row, and let's take off that boot and anoint you with oil and see what will happen. And as she took that boot off and he got the oil out and he started putting the oil on her ankle before he even really got to pray all of a sudden he felt two brand new ankle bones pop out and <laughs> he said Donna feel right here and she reached down and she felt two brand new ankle bones and she just jumped up out of her seat she started jumping up and down she started running all around the church praising the Lord Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are mighty, Lord. There's nothing impossible with you. And the next night, here she came with her little red high heels on, and she was all made well. So believe God for something big today, because he's a big God. Amen? Well, let's welcome Brother Ted as he comes today to bring the word of God. may love the Lord today. Amen. Before you're seated, turn around and tell somebody, today is your day to receive a miracle. That's it. Tell them. Amen. I'm going to ask the musicians to stop playing for a minute while I compliment my brother. Amen. Not just your singing. 
I like the outfit you got on. Amen. And you better be glad you don't have my size. Amen. You'd be going home in your uh, T-shirt. Amen. Are you happy today? The Bible says this is a day the Lord's made. God made it. And so I thank God for the rain. And if not just me, I'll guarantee every duck in America is thanking God. What a privilege it is to be here and to see your smiling faces. Every one of you need to go on a diet now. I, I behave myself. I ate just one plate Thanksgiving Day. And uh, some of you don't remember, I used to be 362 pounds when I was younger. I don't know, I was trying out to be the blimp for the football game for the Steelers. And then the Lord helped me get 160 pounds off. And uh, I just changed the way I ate. Amen. Because I intend to be around for a while to torment the devil and some of his children. Amen. When I said no instruments, I mean no playing whatsoever. Thank you so much. Sometimes when we come like this, we get into a religious mode. And I, I, I wanted to tell you a story. How many of you believe in angels? Let me see your hand. You believe God has angels. I think my wife and I just experienced a visitation from an angel. I don't know why it took all these years. I'm almost getting closer to 70. But I wanted to tell you this because I think it's important. In the day we live in, with so much of the media trying to set the agenda of how you're to live. And we refuse the world's report. The Bible says in Isaiah, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Well, obviously, it's revealed to those that believe the report. And so our believing has everything to do with our receiving. I just finished a six-week road tour. And my wife and I just got home, and my nephew called me. He said, would you be available to preach after Thanksgiving? And I immediately dumbed up. I said, who is this? Amen. <laughs> but I was thrilled to have this invitation to come. And <clears throat> during that tour, there was some paperwork and some things that I had collected. And normally, if we have some of our people with us, I'll give it to them to take back to the office or my wife will FedEx it back. But I said, ah, I'll take it. And um, in that manila envelope was uh, paperwork and things that represent almost $100,000 worth of things that we had to do. Some of it irreplaceable. And I had it in my briefcase. And then when we were driving, I pulled it out while my wife was driving just to go over everything. And as I was looking it over, 
I was rejoicing that the Lord was blessing us here at the end of the year. And I tucked everything back in that envelope and I just stuck it there by the side of the door. And when we got home, I went to reach for it and it wasn't there. I said, honey, I think when I get out to fill up with gas, I may have kicked that thing out of the door. It, it's not here. We went through the whole car. Then I had my son-in-law come over. He was unloading some of the equipment. And we went through every bag, every crevice, everything we had. It wasn't in any of them. We got flashlights. We looked under the seats of the car, everything. Couldn't find it. And my son-in-law, my wife, myself, and others, they went through uh, everything. Draven, he went through all the bags again. I had Sister Tina check at the office. Was it in the return product box? And couldn't find it. And so I was very aggravated because you, how many know you want to finish the year up and not with something bugging you? But I was bugged. <laughs> and I thought of the story in the Old Testament where the Bible speaks of an angel that watches over the bag of money. How many ever read that? The Bible says there's also people that they have their monies that God blesses them with, but they put it in a bag with holes. And then it speaks of an angel that watches over a certain kind of offering. And actually, it's the only offering in the Bible where it speaks of an angel that is in charge of looking after your money. Well, just because we're in the New Testament doesn't mean the angels quit working. Because we read in Hebrews concerning angels, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth unto them that are the heirs of salvation? So uh, two nights ago, I went to go to bed. I said, Lord, I'm sorry if I didn't handle it properly, but this would set the ministry back and we'd have to redo everything. And so I said, I ask you to send an angel and find that and bring it to me. And then I laid my head down, went to sleep perfectly at peace. The next day I had to go down to the office for something. And I said to my wife, I'll be back at lunch. And I went in the car and when I opened it, sitting right on the front seat was that manila envelope. I mean, it was right there. At first, this shows you it wasn't my faith. I was in disbelief. I know when we searched the car, we didn't miss the front seat. I went over it myself. And then I thought, well, maybe someone else has used a manila bag for something because sometimes my daughter will put some of my... Uh, paperwork that I need to take to the office in uh, a folder or a bag. So I opened it, and it was the same envelope that we could not find. And as I looked at it, a faith came in my heart to think that God still watches over his word to perform it. Everybody say perform it you got to give him a chance. 
you got to say, Lord, I stand on your word. Now perform it and leave the results to him. Can you say amen? And I took that bag and I went in and I said, look. I said, did you find it, Bonnie? Nope. I said, well, here it is. That's amazing, she said. I called my son-in-law. I said, did you find it and didn't tell me? No. I said, I got it. I called everybody that looked through that car with me. Nobody had found it. But I still believe there's a God who cares about every detail of your life because he is the God who made us and not we ourselves. We are the sheep of his pasture. Can you say amen? And I took that envelope under my arm and I just walked around my house praising God. I said, honey, I think we may have had an angel visit us. Amen. She said, I believe we did. She has great faith. Amen. And I thank the Lord and I thank the Lord and I thank the Lord. Hallelujah. One of the things I told him, I said, Lord, we don't have much time left and we've got to preach the gospel. And so, Lord, I need you to get that for me. And I assign an angel to go find it. And I found out, just my experience, if what you have need of is linked to the winning of souls, God is more than able to make things come to pass that in the natural, you don't see how it's going to work. But in the supernatural realm, of the Spirit of Almighty God, there is a breakthrough, and every breakthrough has your name on one of them. Amen. Lift your hands and thank God you're receiving on this Sunday morning a breakthrough. Everybody just praise the Lord for a little bit. Amen. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I feel this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody shout breakthrough. Now sometimes we repeat things so often we get sort of used to thinking this way. But I want to stimulate your thinking today that when we give to God, certain forces are released on our behalf. Not only that special offering in the Old Testament where an angel watches over it, the Bible says. But the word of God teaches us, and Jesus himself taught, that when we give, a force is released, and things then will be given back unto us. Some people are so tight, the little man on the dime cries when they hold him. Let me go, let me go. And they do, they put him in the offering. But God wants us to learn how to become generous. I mean, just flat out dare the devil to try and steal your blessing. Because he can't do it. And one way we activate that principle is by our giving. Can you say amen? I love that. 
I can feel my dad's spirit on you today, brother. Amen. He used to sing several of those songs in a row. Amen. Old is Jesus because he lives. I looked up there and I said, I wonder if my dad had another son from Africa <laughs> singing, <laughs> singing them songs. Amen. But you see, everything is connected in the spirit. Can you say praise God? You're here today because the precious spirit of God wanted you to connect with something that would only fulfill the longing and desire that's in your heart. Nothing else can do it. And so the Spirit draws you into a place where your hunger, which has now created that desire, shall be filled. Everybody say, I shall be filled. Say it again, I shall be filled. Is that you, Brother Mike? Amen. I never know where he's going to show up. He's got a little boy. I was in New York preaching. That little fellow saw himself on the TV screen, and he got blessed. He probably is going to end up being a TV preacher. You never know. I went over, and I was, I was ragging on him a little bit. I said a couple of things, and he just kept smiling. There I am. Amen. Forget the preacher. I'm up there. Hallelujah. And I thought of the childlike faith that God wants all of us to operate in. Can you say amen? amen? While our dear pastor, evangelist, Brother Jonathan's in Ghana, some of the things the Lord had him to prophesy against and to speak about this past week, I heard that they tried to make Fauci toast. Amen. They grilled him, and under examination, when they started giving him the information, he admitted that he had done wrong. Well, you know what? Justice sometimes comes slow. But when God is in it, eventually, the Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out. But one of the sins that's worse than even the manipulation of people is people that rob God. See how quiet it got? It's not Christmas. Silent night. Holy night. Rob God. And last night when I was talking with my nephew, with Brother Jonathan, he said, I want you to go in there and be the pastor. I'd never been a pastor before. I got the darkest looking suit I could find. The brightest red tie that I owned. I don't know if I look pastoral, but for a few moments, I'm going to talk to you like a pastor. Don't let the devil rob you of your blessing. When we do not obey God's word, what happens is there is a block. There is a wall of containment that comes around us so that God can't bless us even though he wants to. Until we do what we're supposed to do to break that wall of containment off of our life. Are you still listening to me? And one of the things God has encouraged us in the Bible, there are three financial systems that God operates through. And he still does it today. The first is in Leviticus. Bring all the tithe we read in Malachi into the storehouse. But in Leviticus, the Bible says the tenth 
belongs to God. If you're not tithing, you're a robber, according to the scripture. What's a tithe? A dime out of every dollar? Now, it's easy to do that when you don't have a lot of money. I know. When I was a newspaper boy over in Harrisburg, I used to deliver papers for the Patriot News. On my paper route on Saturday, I'd collect. And everybody <clears throat> had to give me a quarter for Monday through Friday, if that's the daily. And then if they had the weekend paper, it was five cents more, 30 cents. And I'd go around and I would collect. I had a little punch card that people had. I had this little hole punch, and I'd punch paid, give it back to them, paid. And then when I got there, I don't know if they didn't trust me or what, but the manager from the Patriot News would be at my house to collect the money I went out and got. And then when he was done, he gave me back a dollar and a quarter. Man, that's a lot of money for me. We're talking back when Abraham Lincoln was the president. And I'll never forget, my dad looked at me and said, Son, 12 and a half cents of that belongs to God. I just got it, and he's already putting the squeeze on me. I said, Dad, that's all right. I'm going to give God a quarter. So come Sunday, I put a quarter in, but I still had a dollar. My dad said, we're going to open a checking account in Sharmanstown. You're going to put your money in every week. He said, you're going to start buying your clothes for school in the fall. I said, say what? You mean the free ride's over? <laughs> and I opened that passport account, and I'd put it in every Saturday. After the newspaper guy left, dad would take me over to the bank, and I'd put that dollar in. And I, I didn't even get to keep a nickel. But I was glad I learned how to give to God. Then I got another job. I was 16, and it was for the summer. And in eight days, I made $2,000 when I was 16. I felt like I was the richest man in Pennsylvania. And my dad said, don't forget, you got to give God a missionary offering. What? Now, that's free will. But we ended up giving that whole 2000 to a world missions project. And I was happy about it. I figured if I can get two grand once, I can get it twice. And then I was only 18, but I got a job working construction, and they paid me $69 a week. Are you still listening to me? $7 I gave to God, no problem. But then as God kept blessing, I started having more money. And then when I got up to where it was $100 a week, I said, oh, Lord. I don't know if I believe in tithing or not. But I learned to do it. You see, the walk of faith includes our giving. It takes faith to give to God. And not everybody is at the same place. But when the Spirit puts his finger on something that we're supposed to do, then God himself steps in 
and performs the word that he's given you. We do our part. God does his part. Can you say amen? Everybody say, I'll do my part. God will do his part. And one of the things that's starting to aggravate me is some of these European globalists that are saying we're going to take over America. And I feel like saying in the natural over my dead body, but I'm not confessing that. Amen. So I changed my confession over their dead body. Amen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But not really. But there's never been any individual that has been given God's permission to write your future. Your future is secure in God. And the devil does not get to write the last chapter of your life's history. But our lives are hid with Christ in God. Can you say amen? Our lives are hid with Christ in God. Which means if we're hid in Christ, the devil can't find us. One time I was using a GPS to get through Florida. And it took me right to the edge of the Everglades Swamp. And it said, you have arrived. I looked at my wife. I said, where did we arrive at? Water, swamp. I had to slowly turn that car around so as not to go in the swamp. I found out that not even the GPS knows what it's talking about. Are you listening? I said, honey, I'm going to go up this road, go down along that way, and I'll find it. I had to find it on my own. Forget that GPS person. Amen. And I did. But what I learned this lesson, man is not perfect. But God is perfect in all his ways. And he's the one that said, if you would give your tithe, and on top of that, your offering, which is a free will offering, that's the second system. He said, then I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you such as you've never seen before. And there's nothing the devil or the European elites, sometimes I use the word idiots, but it's the same thing. There's nothing they can do to stop your blessing. We need to get that kind of strength back in the church again where we determine by our spirit, according to the authority of every believer sitting here listening to me, I will determine to serve God and be blessed everywhere I go. I will be blessed. Years ago, I was working with Brother Shambach in the Bronx. We had the tent up next to Yankee Stadium. And in the day service, I wasn't preaching, but I used to help run it. We had a guest speaker. And I saw a lady with a shopping cart come under the tent on the edge of the tent. And I went back to make sure she was all right. She had a long overcoat, and it was in the summer. But I, I figured out everything she owned was in that cart. She was homeless. I said, are you all right, little sister? She said, did you hear what he said? I said, yeah, I've been listening. She said, if that's true, I'll get saved. Oh, I said, it is true. She said, he said 
that if I give my heart to Christ, he'll give me a house. Now, the man never said that. I thought, where did she get that? She said, I'll, I'll get saved if he gives me a house. And I was getting ready to just sort of help her out because I figured she wasn't all there. And the Lord put compassion in me. He said, I will give her a house if she'll serve me. And so I changed my tune. I said, little sister, I took her by the hand. And I said, God will take care of you. He will give you a house so you won't be homeless if you'll serve him. She said, but I'm Jewish. I said, he himself was a Jew. All the apostles were Jewish. But she felt like that was an impediment to her receiving. I said, if anything, you got an extra blessing coming according to Genesis. <laughs> she left. I figured, well, I did my best, Pastor. I said, I, I, Lord, I did the best I could. That night when the service started, Brother Shambot was leading us in singing. I looked, and here comes that woman, but no shopping cart. And she, she's waving a manila envelope, much like I was telling you that I had. I went back. She said, I got the house. I said, what? <laughs> From the afternoon to the night, God gave her a house. She said, I just came by. Show me how to become a Christian. I got to catch an air, airplane flight here. I said, wait a minute. Tell me what happened. Well, I've been living in the homeless center. And when I left the tent today, a detective was waiting for me at the center. And my sister, when my mother died, my sister took all of the money, all of the properties, and left me with nothing. But she said my sister had a change of heart and hired a detective to find me. And my sister has bought me a house in Fort Lauderdale, sent me a plane ticket, and here's the key to the house. And she said, I'm a woman of my word. I said, if Jesus gives me a house, I'll know he's real, and I'll serve him. Now, show me how to do it. And so I prayed for her right there, and she accepted Christ as her Savior. And I told her a church there in Fort Lauderdale. Well, I went back on the platform. Brother Shambach said, what was that all about? And I told him while uh, Lance was leading the singing, and he said, you mean... She said if God will give her a house, she'd get saved and she just got a house. I said, yes, sir. He said, lead me to the Lord again. I want a condo in Florida myself. Amen. <laughs> and folks, I've seen this. God is more than able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. So when it comes time for tithe and offering. I always look at it, this is when I'm going to stretch my faith so that I can end up with more than what I have now. And God will never go back on his word. Can you say amen? Given it shall be given. Aren't you glad? And so last night, Brother John said, I want you to be the pastor. And he said, I know there's an anointing God gives you that when you pray, the people get blessed financially. I wasn't even sure I knew that. Amen. But if he says so, I believe it. 
But I, I do believe the word is, is true. And then the last part of this that I want to get in your spirit. Recently, the Lord, you've heard people talk about the great reset and all this stuff. The Lord spoke to me and he said, if you'll teach my people how to give an offering of faith, that'd be like the free will offering, then I'll break that wall of containment that's around them. And this weekend after Thanksgiving, I don't know about you, but I had food to eat, clothes to put on my back, little grandchildren that come jumped in my lap. I'm a blessed man. And God wants you to have the same blessing. All I know to do is pray. And I'm going to pray that the Lord will speak to you. Your tithe is a tenth. But I'm believing that in that free will offering, on top of that, that God will help you today to give an offering of faith. What is an offering of faith? It's when you give God something that in the natural you don't think you can do. If you give what you know you can do, there's no faith in it. You already know you can do it. But an offering of faith says, I'm going to give God what I don't think I can and see what God can do. And I tell you, after, I, after that manila envelope showed up in my car, I'm higher than a kite right now. Amen. I'm believing God can do anything. Can you say praise the Lord? Every head bowed. Father, I thank you this morning. For your spirit, these are wonderful people. You're building this church. Eventually, this complex won't be able to hold all you're doing. But we give you praise during this Thanksgiving weekend that we will not lack for anything. I pray the Holy Spirit would take these humble words to the hearts of the people. And let them see the need to be a tither. But not just to stop there with the tithe. But Lord, let us take a challenge from heaven. And give you a free will offering. An offering of faith. Something we don't think we can do in the natural. And may revival today church be filled with people that are blessed beyond measure. In Jesus' name, I pray the blessing. Now, the ushers are in the aisle. They have envelopes. If you need an envelope for your giving, just hold your hand up, and they will serve you. There's several ways you can give to this ministry. If you text RT for Revival Today to 5155, you can give that way. Cash app. Vimo, is that how you say it? Vimo, Vimo. Hey, I'm learning these words. Amen. Or PayPal. Amen. Revivaltoday.com forward slash and whatever it said that's no longer on the screen. Amen. You that are watching, you can send your offering to P.O. Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania. Ushers, we got people over here in this section. Move just a little quicker. Paper's cheaper than time, and we're redeeming the time. Amen. Praise God. I used to play football here in western Pennsylvania. I don't know whether to preach or throw a ball. Hallelujah. 
Isn't this a nice facility? Wow. Holy Ghost on AstroTurf. Somebody shout, yes, Lord. One more time before you're seated. Turn around and tell someone, today is your day to receive a miracle. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bible or your phone or tablet, or you have a good memory, turn with me to 2 Chronicles, please, the 20th chapter. I want to stop and recognize a dear minister friend and his wife. They're both ministers of the gospel. We have an office in Canada. We've had it for some years now. And one of our directors, who in his own right is a great pastor, and he and his wife have a wonderful church near the Milton area, is here today. And I'm going to ask them to stand. This is Pastor Alan Walker and his wife, Sister Sherry Walker. Would you welcome them from Canada? Amen. Now, don't be fooled. He's a Pennsylvania boy. And he was over there with, uh, not Chipmunk, uh, with Punxsutawney Phil, <laughs> whatever he is. But his dad and them, they had Thanksgiving in Punxsutawney, whereas the people there call it Punxy. Amen. One time there was a pastor there that my dad used to preach for. His first name was Phil. So every year dad would call him and said, Punxsutawney Phil, tell me what the weather's going to be like. Amen. <laughs> he said to my dad, I ain't no rat. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. I just, this just come in. If you receive one today, you'll be the first because it hasn't even been mailed across the nation yet our brand new magazine for 2003. It's entitled Faith Alive. And in the new year, we put the TV schedule, and I couldn't believe how many pages of uh, stations. We're on, I think, 45 states in the United States by satellite covering every state, Puerto Rico, down through the islands, Canada. We're on three networks in Canada. But here it is, the brand new edition, Faith Alive. And if you'd like a copy, I wasn't aware you were coming, but two of the ladies from our office are here, and they'll meet you back by the motorcycle table, I think. Don't forget, if you're interested in Bible school, you can sign up for the Revival Today Bible School. There's a table they have back here as well. So stop by those tables on your way out. I won't keep you too long. We'll let the Baptists beat us in the stake line, then we'll show up. Amen. By then, we know the grill is hot. Second Chronicles, chapter 20. Thank you, musicians. Obviously, they were raptured. God bless them. <laughs> Second Chronicles, chapter 20. It came to pass after this also 
that the children of Moab, the children of Ammon, and with them other besides the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, there's coming a great multitude against you, against thee from beyond the sea on this side, Syria. And behold, they be in Hazan, Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Everybody shout that one word, help. No, I said shout it. I believe the Lord heard that. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem. Now notice this, a simple phrase, but very important. In the house of the Lord. Everybody say, in the house of the Lord. Before the new cart, court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, he's praying now, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might? so that none is able to withstand thee. Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel? Gave it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend, now notice this, forever. Everybody say forever. Say in the house of the Lord, forever. And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary. Therefore thy name, saying, When evil comes upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. We cry unto thee in our affliction. Now the word affliction here is translated fasting. And within the context that I just read to you, Jehoshaphat had called for a fast throughout all of Judah and Jerusalem. And they would afflict themselves. There were different kinds of fasts in the Old Testament. But he said, in our affliction, then you will hear 
and health. And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which you have given to us for an inheritance. O Lord God, will you not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Now notice this. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jehiel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And I want to read one more passage again. The Bible says, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And let everybody say amen. This message that God dropped in my spirit, I heard these words. What to do when you don't know what to do. Everybody say, what to do? When I don't know what to do. With God's help, I'm going to encourage you today before we go to position yourself for the greatest blessing you've ever had. And if you believe it, lift both your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. Amen. Kando koto bande sele mondoha. E shalamando kia barinda borra boboko. E ne e ne e de bote ke sele he. Mando rianda la boshika nanda la basando ramaha. Kora baringa borondo bombombo bondo rindiki. Mazando rababando kita. Ha ha. Shila mando rababaha, hasapondo kotenindahe, ala mando rika shila bandehe. Oh, blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, hallelujah. I said hallelujah.
The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews eleven six says, For he that cometh to him must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith has diligence to it. Another way to say it, never quit. Never give up. Keep pressing in. Can you say amen? Right now, the devil is doing everything he can to destroy the nations of the world. But he's not going to jumpstart the end times. The times and seasons are in the hand of God. And the Bible says, because of the spirit that has been given and poured out, that we are a hinderer to his plans. But you can't hinder the devil's plans if you don't use your faith. But if you'll use your faith, it'll stop every attack of the enemy against you and your family and your household. And you're going to end up with the victory every time until Jesus comes back to take you home. There is no quit in the child of God. There is no give up on the inside of us. The God we serve is the God who made the heavens, and he's the God who made the earth. Hallelujah. He sits in the sides of the north, and the Bible says his eyes go to and fro throughout the whole world, and he's on a great search. He's looking for a man or a woman that'll believe him. I don't know how you feel, but I made up my mind I'm going to trust the Lord in this last hour. If it takes an anointing I don't have, then I'm saying, God, give me more of you. We don't need less of God. We need more of God. Hallelujah. All you got to do is reach up and take a hold of that which is of the heavenly and declare to your circumstance here in the natural, you do not define my life, but my life belongs to God and if God is still in control let the enemies rage let the heathen rage let the devils rise up but greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world come on shout hallelujah the greater one lives in you can you say man here comes a messenger king you ain't going to believe this. Three nations have risen up and they're coming to destroy you. And the Bible says the first thing Jehoshaphat did, he feared. Which shows you the imperfect nature of all of us. Because the first thing the devil will do is try to use your eye gate, your ear gate, and your spirit to admit defeat before the battle has been engaged. Are you listening to me? He feared. But he did something right. He sanctified a fast. Commanded everybody to come up to the house of God. Why? Because God had given a promise that certain things would work when you got in his house as a sword 
judgment, pestilence, evil. These were all undone by just coming where God's spirit is. And that's Old Testament. And the Bible says, know ye not that your body is now the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so when we quote the psalmist, no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling, that's talking about your body now, where we live as a spirit. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, Paul prayed, Lord, preserve them blameless and whole, holy whole, I used to say, spirit and soul and body. There's a working of the spirit that is working in your spirit. There's a working of the Holy Spirit that's working in your soulish realm. There's a working of the Spirit right now as you sit here. He is working in your body. Can you say amen? In your Bible, there were three trees that God used to bring help to his people. These trees represented the nature of God manifested to keep every one of us in the garden in Eden, there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There was the tree of everlasting life. And then again, Galatians chapter 3, Paul tells us, Cursed is every man that hangeth upon a tree. But thank God, verse 24, amen, that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ our Lord. These three trees are symbolic of the nature of the Spirit of God. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it speaks literally to the spirit of a man. The Bible says there dwelleth no good thing in the flesh, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil brought revelation of that which was right and that which was wrong. But God wanted us to know and have the ability in our spirit that we could have the ability to judge the things of this world that are not good for us, but also to choose the things of this world that are good for us. That tree represented that knowledge revealed to the spirit of Adam and the spirit of Eve. Sometimes we've looked at that as a negative, but you see, here's the thing. God can turn that which is against you, and he can turn it around into something good for you, and all things are working together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. It's not for everyone. It's for those that are called, that have the anointing, that are walking by faith, that are living for Jesus. Let me encourage you today. Something is turning around for your good because of what God did in the garden. Hallelujah. Through one man's sin, sin and death entered into the world. And through his disobedience, Satan took rule. But there was another Adam. He is a quickening spirit. He is the last Adam. And he's the one that undid what the devil did. Are you hearing me? For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And the devil can't win if he tried. Hallelujah. The greater one is in you working presently. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
And that tree was for the spirit of a man. The next, the tree that speaks of everlasting life, speaks of eternity and the working of God. Thank God he is working. Can you say amen? He is the eternal spirit. He is the one true spirit. And he gets in us. And not only that, but in that solical realm, our mind, our will, our intellect, emotions can receive the anointing throughout all of our life and throughout all of eternity. Bless the name of Jesus. The third tree that Paul spoke about, it was for the healing of our bodies. Can you say amen? Cursed is every man that hangeth upon the tree. Deuteronomy said there were three areas that that uh, broke. Thank God. It broke poverty and lack. It broke off sickness and disease. It brought back uh, where we were eternally separated from God. It brought back relationship. And so it speaks to the physical realm. Three trees. Are you listening to me? 1 Thessalonians 5 uh, verse 23. You're a spirit. You're a soul. You're a body. God had something for every part of you already in his grand plan. And he said, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to bless you. Plans to prosper you. Not to harm you, but to give you a hope and to give you a future. There are nine gifts of the Spirit. Three of the gifts are for your mind. Three of the gifts are for your spirit. Three of the gifts are for your body. Are you hearing me? The three Three gifts for your mind, hallelujah, are revelation, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. The three gifts for your body are faith, the gift of faith or special faith, working of miracles, and the gifts of healing. And the three gifts for your spirit are tongues, the interpretation of tongues, and the gift of prophecy. Can you shout hallelujah? When you didn't know him, he was laying out a plan to help you in the house of God or in the temple. There are blessings that are working to undo the judgment of the devil. These enemies that come against you. Oh, hallelujah. If you set yourself to seek the Lord in the days ahead, you're going to have victory every single day. There is no defeat for the child of God. But thank God we are more than overcomers. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Lift your hand and praise him. I feel that. But what is it? We'll pray in the spirit. Then we pray with understanding. Understanding comes after praying in the spirit. The Lord told me we need to pray in the Holy Ghost more. Pray in the Holy Ghost more. Well, let's do it right now. Lift your hand. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. If you want to leave here today with a fresh understanding, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Lift your voice. Come on, with a loud voice all across this auditorium at this sport complex. Let's turn it into a Holy Ghost 
atmosphere by praying in the spirit. Now the devil knows that word like you should know it. He knows what God said through his servant in Ecclesiastes. A threefold cord is not easily broken. So what does that lying devil do? He's coming to erase God's seed from the earth. So he gets three nations to do it. A demonic three-fold cord. What I've learned in reading the word, whatever the devil tries to do, it can never equal what God has already done. I said whatever the devil tries to do, it cannot equal what God has already done. Are you still listening to me? And so he sanctifies the fast, reminds the people what God does in the house of God. Then the spirit comes. Oh, hallelujah. There's a divine order in our lives that God has for every life. I'd hate to live my life by what someone else thinks or what someone else tries to dictate to me. Are you still listening to me? As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be. But thank God, God's working on you right now. That same Spirit that came in that congregation is the same Spirit that's in this congregation right now. The same Spirit that brought a message of deliverance then is the same Spirit that's bringing a message now. That same Spirit that lifted the hearts of the King is the same Spirit that's going to lift your heart now. Are you listening to me? He is the eternal spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Come on, church, shout. God is here. The spirit is here, and he's here to undo every plan of the devil against you and your family in the name of Jesus. Shout, yeah. The Spirit came. You ought to shout. Woo! The Spirit, the Holy Spirit came. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Glory. The writer of scripture said his word tasted like honey 
honey in the rock. My grandmother used to sing that. Anybody ever heard that? Sweet honey in the rock. Sweet honey in the rock. Well, it tastes like honey in the rock. Oh, taste and see. The Lord is good. Oh, I can hit that in the morning. Amen. <laughs> well, it tastes like honey in the rock. Sweet honey in the rock. Sweet honey in the rock. Well, Jesus tastes like honey in the rock. He is the word. Oh, taste and see. The Lord is good. Well, it tastes like honey in the rock. I dare you to say it. Sweet honey in the rock. Sweet honey in the rock. Well, it tastes like honey in the rock. Oh, taste and see. The Lord is good. Well, it tastes like honey in the rock. Sweet honey in the rock. Sweet honey in the rock. Well, it tastes like honey in the rock. Oh, taste and see. Well, the Lord is good. I think I just woke up. Well, it tastes like honey in the rock. <laughs> Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! 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 Glory to God! Shilabandoha! The sweet spirit came in the congregation. And that wonderful sweet spirit is here right now. You ought to reach out to him. He's getting ready to turn something around in your life. And whatever it is, he'll turn it around for good. Shout hallelujah. Better, better, better. Woo, glory to God. The Spirit came in the congregation. Someone said, I like to stay home and watch it on TV. It's stronger here. Corporate, the coming together of the church. <laughs> Jehaziel, he's five rungs down, but he's in the right lineup. Sometimes God will use a nobody to back clean up. Five men smiled. Most of the women stared straight ahead. Amen. Amen. And she just got it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jehaziel gets up in an atmosphere charged with the Spirit. He's got a message for all of Judah, for all of Jerusalem, even that king. 
Thus saith the Lord, the battle is not your battle. That means I can stop and turn it over to Jesus. When I was younger, I used to live in the West Indies. I had an apartment in Kingston, Jamaica. Coming to church, you hear the people saying, turn it over to Jesus. They'd sing coming up the road, turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. And everything's going to be all right. Now, if you're Jamaican, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Turn it over to Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. That's basically what the Spirit was saying. The battle is not your battle. The battle is the Lord's. And he is mighty. Glory to God. Glory to God. When you get back to Canada, you should get a hold of your prime minister telling him my prayers are keeping him alive. For an unclean spirit has taken a hold of his body, declares the Lord. And I've given him a space to repent. Shall he not repent? He shall be literally eaten up by an unclean thing that will destroy him and cut him short on the earth. For it is the Lord God that rules and reigns, and there is no enemy that can withstand me. For my, my plan for Canada is a sweeping revival from province to province. It shall come to pass, and the building shall not hold what I'm about to do, but I am about to remove a hindrance, declares the Lord. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Then the Spirit tells the people where the enemy is. You know where they're at? They're camped down by the cliff of Ziz. He even tells them what to do. Get your singers out. Man, if you don't enjoy this singing, something's wrong with you. You better get your bread basket fixed. Amen. I'm really talking about your brain basket. But anyhow, singers. He even tells them what to sing. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. The big tall fella that is a little overweight, sing it in the bass. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. That little fella that you sing like a girl, sing it. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. All the tenors sing it. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Everybody sing it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. 
then send the praise out on ahead of the people. Hallelujah. Your praise is a weapon. I said your praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon. Somebody shall praise the Lord. Send your praise out on ahead to your future right now for your children, for your unsaved family, for your husband, for your wives, for those that don't know Christ. Begin to praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. You got bills that are due. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. The doctor gave you a bad report. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Let everybody lift both your hands and praise the Lord. Something's turning. The Spirit came in the midst of the people. That same wonderful Holy Spirit, he's here right now. Let God know you're more than just a person that's in his house. You're a believer that's praising him in his house. Oh, hallelujah. I'm looking for a turnaround. I'm looking for a breakthrough. I'm looking for God to intervene. Somebody shout, my God can do it. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. 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 What to do when you don't know what to do. First, you're dealing with an enemy. Secondly, you begin to pray and fast. Third, the Spirit speaks. Fourthly, we obey the Word. Fifthly, we begin to praise God. And the last thing, we enjoy the victory because no matter how many people are trying to come against you, you win in the name of Jesus every single time. Every single time. Every single time. Lift your hands. I thank God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. This young man here, stand please. Lift your hands. The Spirit of God's on you. I'll wait till the musicians come back. They're welcome to come anytime before Easter. Hallelujah. Someone say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of God's on you. This is unusual because you've not given it much thought. But some of the things you're sensing in your physical body, you're ignoring them because you believe God's taking care of you. That's beautiful. But I'm going to come in agreement with your faith. God's going to set you free today. Amen. Amen. Everybody sees you're a young man and the hand of God's on you. I'm going to lay my hand right here like this. Right here where you're having the problem. And you see what I mean? Yes, sir. Jesus is going to heal you. So I'm going to put my faith together with your faith. Even though you're young, you've had some alarming feelings right here in your chest. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. You didn't tell me that? No, sir. Did you tell any of these nice ushers? It would have to be the Lord revealing it. Yes, sir. 
Bible says there's a God in heaven who reveals the secret things. Will he be healed? I say yes. Hallelujah. This is not just your heart, but it's also in the bones here in your sternum. Right here in this place where it's the sorest, right? Yes, sir. This came from injury. One day you were working around and you kind of hurt yourself, but you never thought much about it. Yes, sir. But if you stop and think, you've noticed that pain actually never went away. No, sir. Stayed with you, didn't it? What are you going to do when it comes out of your bone right now? Will you praise the Lord? Yes, sir. Will you give him all the praise? Yes, I will. Thou foul spirit of infirmity that came by injury is trying to shorten his life. Grab a hold of you by the string of infirmity. I pull you out of the man. Go out of his bones. I command all the soreness and even stiffness. Go. Take your hands. Press all you want. You won't find the soreness now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Press all you want. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Not there now? No, sir. Where do you think it went? It's gone. Straight to hell where it belongs. Amen. Stand, son. You're about to have an encounter with the Spirit. You've run from the Lord long enough, the Lord says. Come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. Twice while I've been speaking under the anointing, you've had the thought, I feel like I've got enemies against me, things I'm dealing with. Isn't that right? You ready to be free? Look at me. First, God's going to cleanse your whole blood system. Stuff you did you shouldn't have done, I take the residue out of your blood and your brain in Christ's name. It shall not remain. Shall not remain. Karinga Heal the boy, Lord. Heal this young fella. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Everybody sees you're just a young fella, but you put a strain here in your lower body. Not a hernia, but you've strained yourself. Sometimes you feel it in the muscle there in your stomach. Isn't that right? Yes. The Lord shall remove it by healing the tear so that you may know Christ is alive. You shall repent of your sin this morning. Come to Christ. Serve him fully. Did you know they have a Bible school in this church? God's been dealing with you. You should study more of his word. Isn't that right? All right, this is the call of God. Get in Bible school. Come out. There it goes. There it goes. Hallelujah. Shout, I'm free. I'm free. Shout, I am free. I am free. Go home and throw all that junk out in Jesus' name. You know him? Who is he to you? Well, you need to straighten up yourself, declares the Lord. Amen. This is the final hour. Though you love the Lord, you've overlooked some things. That has to stop this morning, declares the Lord of hosts. 
Give yourself fully to the Spirit. He shall use you in a mighty way. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord. Stand on your feet, please. This is beautiful. A young man, his girlfriend. The Lord is separating them out. But we must not empower other people's sins. God doesn't overlook them. We shouldn't either. Which means that there's a call on her life too. If God's going to use him, God will use her. He's no respecter of persons. Do you believe that? Amen. Isn't that a beautiful thought? No respecter of persons. I ask the Lord to mantle you. Let the Spirit come on you in a mighty way. Jesus' name. Power of God. Hallelujah. Who are you? The mother. You're part of the problem too. Stand up. You heard what I said. We don't empower sin or overlook it. You have to have standards. The devil attacked your home years ago. A spirit came against your home. You. You didn't know what to do. Even people lied about you. But the Lord says, I watched over you. He took that hammer of destruction out of the hand of the devil and has brought you to this place because he's fixing to use you. Amen. Whatever you will stand for in that word, God will make it work for you too. Amen. Now, you're a young girl or a woman. My wife gets on me. She said, you're talking to people that are men and women, but they still look like kids to me. Amen. I command no arthritis to sit up in the bone of your neck and one of your shoulders. Isn't that right? Yeah. This is a sign to you that as you commit to Christ, he heals your bones. And the attack the devil tried to bring against you, it's done. The blessing comes from heaven. Glory. And I command arthritis come out of the bones of her neck. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Stand, little woman, the power of God's on you. Nice lady. Hold your glasses in your hands so I don't mess them up. Look right at me when you get a chance. Everybody sees you have glasses. You just took them off. What that doesn't reveal is a deterioration in one of your eyes. And... Uh, the prescription will get even stronger unless the Lord stops this weakness in the eye. He shall do that for his power. He's unassailable. Nobody can overdo the Lord. Glory, glory. Let her uh, optic nerve receive a supernatural touch. And I command that she will not Hallelujah. You need something, son? Go right ahead. You just came back. Oh. Well, we love you. Amen. I'm not saying you smoke, but your one lung needs to be healed. And I've been praying for over 45 years for people. In the spirit, this lung here, it's not heart. It's the lung that needs cleansed. Heal her lung in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Cholesterol, eat right. Hallelujah. 
There's no healing prayer for that. Everybody lift your hands and thank the Lord. Been watching this man all morning. Stand, sir. We love you. God loves you. What does it say there? My brother's keeper. Amen. And other things that I didn't see. <laughs> Stretch your hand towards him. The anointing's getting stronger. Hallelujah. I command that disc in the lower part of your back to be healed. In the name of Jesus. To you, sometimes just a soreness or a stiffness. Say that again. I didn't hear Times when I get up. Yes. In the morning. Thank God you got up. Amen. Some people didn't make it today. But I asked the Lord to heal that. The Bible says I've been young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Heal the disc. In the name of Jesus. You receive it, don't you? Yes, sir. Amen. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Hallelujah. I said thank the Lord. I'm getting to take my daily walk. Stand, young fellow. Bless your heart. Man, the anointing is so strong today. Isn't it wonderful? You go to church here or are you visiting? First time. Isn't that beautiful? God has a word for you the first time you get here. You have skills that God's given you with your hands. And God's going to cause that to bring great prosperity to your life. The Lord shows me that he's bringing a strong influence, almost like a, a father figure. Some kind of a strength is coming to you. And you'll have what I would call a spiritual father who will not fail to lead you in the things of God. You shall get stronger and stronger. The Lord uh, preserved your life from destruction. There was a time, possibly, you wouldn't have been here. But I asked, you heard me say this morning, how many believe in angels? Everybody lift their hand. I believe an angel preserved your life, watched over you. Sometimes we can run with the wrong gang, wrong crowd. But God watches over us. He's watched over you. You believe that with me? Glory. I see the Lord cleansing your blood. Now don't bother about me. I'm a little different. I was a little boy when Jesus came to me in a field in western Pennsylvania. Here, I didn't know he was going to do it. Scared the living daylights out of me. But he said, I'm going to give you a gift. You'll know what the people need. He said, then he, he said, I'll give them their miracle, their healing. That's what's happening for you right now. God's touching your blood system. In Jesus' name, nothing's going to hinder you. Going forward, you're going to have a great life. The Lord's going to watch over you. Now, you're not deaf, but one of your eardrums has had a problem. And the Lord's going to touch you. Amen. And I don't know if it's from working around loud noises or what. 
but I ask the Lord to touch his eardrums, auditory nerves. First time here, he's received it. Isn't that beautiful? I command every infection and problem to go and the ears to come open even more clearly. Open in the name of Jesus. Clear in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And I pray my voice is a little clearer to you. Amen. Can you tell a difference already what God's doing in you? Isn't that wonderful? Let the Spirit go in you. That's the power of God. He's a big man. He ain't going to fall just to fall. Thank God he found a seat. Everybody lift your hand and say, thank God for a seat. <laughs> Amen. 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 Everybody lift your hands and praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You glad you're here, Dad? Stand up. I'm going to tell you three things. <laughs> Glory. Number one, you're in the right place. You're supposed to be in where the Spirit's moving. When you were a younger fella, you had some godly influence that you grew up around. I don't know if it's a grandmother or mother, but they used to pat your head and say, you're God's little preacher. Isn't that right? That's right. And you say, I never found that call yet, Lord. So the Lord had to come here today and find you because he's not lost. God's touching you in your liver. All these problems you're having with it come out in the name of Jesus. For if the Lord finds you, he finds you with healing in his hands. Jesus, he shall live and not die. Declare the wonderful works of the Lord. Hallelujah. And this problem in the liver came from what you used to do. Isn't that right? That's right. Doctors can't do anything more for you. So Jesus said, let me heal you completely. That's true. Isn't that right? That's true. They told you nothing more we can do. That's true. So here comes Jesus. He said, I'll heal you. Glory. Glory. And I command you to be healed and never lose it. Now, my friend, I said there was a third thing, didn't I? Both of your knees need to be healed. True? That's true. One knee, when you walk, there's pain in the side of it, right? That's true. Lord, recreate his joints of the knees. Recreate it. Recreate it. Release your faith, too. Yeah, I know. That's why I laid hands on it. It's coming out. Uh, I hope so. it, no, not hope. Say, I know so. There you go, buddy. I knew what was wrong with that leg, but I'm praying for him to help you. There's a method to my operation. <laughs> Love him. Watch this. New knees. Watch what God's doing for him. New knees. <laughs> Brand new. Recreate. Now, I get hooked up with this. You spirit of infirmity that causes pain in the bones and joints. In the name of Jesus, come out of his knees. In Christ's name, 
Take my hand in the name of Jesus. Stand up. Take off running. You'll see your knees are loosed right up. Run, man, run. 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 Run, 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 run. Sing something up there. Look what the Lord has done. This is his second time here. And I reached over and touched him on his knees. Oh, preacher. <laughs> he felt that, didn't you, Don? Yes, I did. Then he just now told me, he said, I'm scheduled for surgery on my hip. And this side of his body has osteoarthritis. Everybody lift your hand. Hallelujah. Donnie, I first asked the Lord to heal the joint in your shoulder. foul spirit of arthritis that binds Donnie. I command you in Christ's name to go out of his shoulder and arm. Loose the man. Foul spirit. Go from this dear man's body. You're going to see it's going to loosen right up. What happened? It is. It's starting to loosen. And this is only your second time. Imagine what the third time is going to bring you. Amen. He said, that's next Sunday. <laughs> I love him. Jesus, I command that spirit of arthritis to never operate in his body again. And where it hurt him to even move his arm, give him free, full freedom. And the joint heal it. that? All right. Do what you couldn't do with it. Do what you couldn't do. Do what you couldn't do. Do what you couldn't do. Yes, Lord. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Oh, he's winding up to, pre to pitch for the pirates. Going to strike the parrot out. Now, he said something just popped. How many believe Donnie's telling you the truth? He's an honest man. Now, I track the arthritis right down 
the right side of his body and cast you completely out. Loose in Jesus' name. All right, watch this done. That's your He said, man, is it popping. Pop, pop, pop. Oh, yeah. Oh, I felt that. Donnie, that's your faith. Take my hand. Stand up in Jesus' name. What happened to the pain? It went away. It went away. Yeah. Come on, start walking. He's not going to be crippled no more. Come on, shout. Say. When I think about Jesus, all this stuff for me. When I think about Jesus, Thank you. 
clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God. Shout unto God. Shout unto God. God. Everybody lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. That same spirit, he's here right now. Let your praise go before you. Let your shouts of victory ascend up on high.
several of the people I spoke to, either it's your first time or just the second. One dear man, our brother Donnie said, and I'll be back a third. Beautiful. Holy Spirit is here. I had that thought this morning when I was praying. The same spirit that came upon the congregation then. He's the same spirit now. Wow. Look what he did. He destroyed three enemy nations, tens upon tens of thousands. What was the key? Praise the Lord. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Praise God in spite of what you see. Praise God in spite of what you hear. That's called walking by faith. Watch your confession. God gave them the words for their mouth. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Every head bowed. To me, this is the most important part of this service. The Bible says, God confirms his word with signs following. That means Trudeau's time is soon up. For the miracles took place even over the prophetic word. God's not going to let Canada go without a visitation. May I encourage you? America shall be saved. Canada shall have moves like never before. The nations shall have a great outpouring for in the last day, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. This anointing is so strong, I feel it in my legs. Power of God. Glory. Many of you that are here, it's not a lot of things you're doing that are not right. Some is just one thing. But the Bible says that wrongdoing, that sin, ties the hands of God. Another reason God performs the miraculous is so that you can see he's real. To the man that was born in on a stretcher, Jesus said, whether it's easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee. Or rise up, take up thy bed and walk. 
that you may know the Son of Man has power upon the earth to forgive sins. He saith unto him, Rise up, take up your bed, and go home. And the man rose, took up his bed, and went home. Someone said he went home healed. He also went home saved. Can you say amen? How many of you are here? Be honest, say, preacher, there's not one sin between me and a holy God. I know if Jesus came right now, I'm ready. If you know it, lift your hand to heaven. The Bible says these things are written that you may know. See that not everybody could lift their hand. That's why I preached the way I preached. You could know it. You may put your hand down. If you're here, watching by television around the world, and you don't know Christ, don't put him off. This may be the last time Jesus calls your name. You're here, you say, preacher, that's me. I'm not sure I'm ready, but I'm going to get ready before I leave this sports complex. All of you that are seated on the field, multiplied hundreds of you, lifted your hands, but many did not. But I know you want to be free, and I'm going to pray for you. If that's you, you say, preacher, there's some things in my life that are not right. I want to get them right today. Lift your hand right now to heaven and say, God, here's my signal. I'm saying yes. That's it. Lift it and just hold it high. See, I'm going to get free today all across this auditorium. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Who else? You see, I'm not letting the devil destroy my life. I want every one of you that desire this prayer right now. Move out of your seat. Come down here and stand on this line. They can move the podium. Come right now. Come on. Come on. You mean business. Hallelujah. They're coming. They're coming. If you're with someone, walk them down with you. It takes a real man to serve God. It takes a real woman to serve the Lord. Any sissy can serve the devil. Come over this way. Bunch up. This is a soccer field. I think it's 150 some feet wide, isn't it? I don't know. Send me a strong usher to hold me up. This anointing's getting on my body. Do this. Put your hand under my arm. No, my arm. That's my ribs. We'll have a physical class later. Amen. I have preached until the anointings saturated me physically. You know what? There's still people who need to be down here. The Lord just whispered in my spirit. Come on. Don't put it off. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling for, for you, you and, and for, me. for me. See o'er the portals he's faithfully watching. 
watching, watching for you and for, for me. me. Come home, come home. Will ye who are living, come home. Well, earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, oh sinner, come home. Come home, come home, you who are weary, come home, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, oh sin, come home, oh come home, come You that are standing here at God's altar, I tell you, I, this is as strong as I've felt God's power in a while. God's up to something here. I believe that. Do you believe that, sir? And he's chosen you that are at this altar to take another step of faith. Fully serve the Lord. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. That's what's happening now. Now, after all these years, the evil of men's being revealed. But we knew that would happen because God's always just. He's not going to let people suffer under the hands of evil men. That's why we use our faith. That's why we use our authority as a believer to call those things that be not as though they were. I speak a blessing in your life. Every one of you, a blessing. Everybody lift both your hands with these folks. Let's all pray this out loud. Dear Jesus, let there not be found in me anything that would keep my soul from eternity. But on this Sunday morning, I have purposefully and publicly declared I will serve Jesus Christ all the days of my life. I believe, Father, you raised Jesus from the dead. Right now, sin's power is broken in my life. I'll never be bound again in Jesus' name. I confess with my mouth, Jesus, you are Lord. And I believe in my heart, Father, you raised him from the dead just for me. And now, sin's power is broken and sin shall no longer have dominion over my life. I am free 
Lift both your hands and thank God for it. If you believed it and confessed it, it is done. Somebody shout free. Shout free. Ah, hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and praise him while they sing it a little bit more. Come home. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.